Hello and welcome to another coffee soda. They don't teach this in law school. Uh, what I want to talk about during this episode, which for those of you just getting adjusted to the show, a coffee sode is a shorter episode that you can enjoy over a cup of coffee. Like I am enjoying some good old basic drip coffee right now. But what I want to talk about is uh, actually a feedback loop that I recently used to uh, to my own email list and how it can inform marketing decisions that you make in your law firm. So here's the basic breakdown is uh, I sent out a, an inquiry to my list regarding the lead bait that I wanted to develop, because one of the things I'm always thinking about is what is the evergreen piece of lead generation that I can install within the business? That should be an objective for everyone's business, right? It's it's building the list. The way that I talk about it is building the future bank. That's that's my terminology, a term that I really learned from Dan Kennedy some time ago. But what happened was, is first off, really big response for my my list size, um, <clears throat> which yeah, it's not diminutive, but it's certainly not thousands of people deep. So getting the the response that I did, especially from a lot of people whose names I already knew and had some relationships with, in addition to some people who have been on the list for a little bit, but never replied to an email before, meant that I was getting a, a, a good idea of different categories of interest. So the two pieces of lead bait that I was deciding between was one was about creating the habits of high performing seven figure firm owners. And the the other one was uh, the five highest return on investment marketing strategies for law firms. Going into this, I did expect the marketing strategies one to win. And part of that is because, uh, frankly, I, I listen to the market. I'm familiar with the market. Uh, I have these discussions regularly with uh, firm owners. So I, I kind of understood that the core idea of something that was better return on investment would be the winning product. Um, it's it's a known commodity. It's it, no matter what size of firm, a lot of times a firm owner wants to get better return on investment on their marketing dollars. And I had everyone from uh, low mid six figure firms up to uh, nearly eight figure firms requesting that particular device. So this wasn't uh, just about, oh, you know, people who are six-figure firm owners, are they're the ones thinking about marketing. No, multi-seven-figure firm marketers thinking about marketing as well. Uh, and so I had a 75-25 split in favor of the marketing report. What was interesting is that among existing clients, out of those who did respond to this email, uh, it was a 50-50 split, R literally right down the middle in who was requesting the habits report and the uh, marketing report. The reason this is important is it has a lot to do with how you develop marketing, not for just a broad audience, but the ideal client. This is something that we talk about all the time. So I really set up accidentally to get a win-win on this. Because I know that among my clients, half my clients, I mean, amazing, split right down the middle. Half of them right now would rather know about the habits. The other half want to know more about the high return on investment, uh, marketing tactics and strategies. And it's those are both conversation topics that I have with my coaching clients. We're always pursuing better habits and better marketing. Those are, those are constants. So not super surprising to see that 50-50 split. Although honestly, I actually expected among clients for it to maybe hedge a little bit towards the habits side. Just 
that that would have been where I would have put my dollars down if I were betting on it. And so I kind of thought that it would skew overall about a 60-40 split in favor of marketing, which I, so I thought marketing would win. I just didn't expect it to win this big. But the double victories here are one, putting out the marketing strategies piece of bait will not only get a lot more people on my list, it is likely just as effective as the habits report at getting ideal buyers on my list. And that's something that we you always want to strive for in your marketing. It's not just about getting a bunch of downloads of a report or getting a bunch of phone calls. It's about getting the right phone calls. It's about getting the right downloads, the right form fills, the right entries in your live chat. So testing, split testing, even using feedback loops like I did, in before you put what could be a very significant piece of lead generation or a pretty significant marketing system out there allows you to operate with more confidence. Because here's the difference now. As I developed this piece, and if I were, by the way, if I were working with your law firm and we were having this same discussion, what I would say is, okay, if you have, if you don't have this feedback yet, if you don't have this robust mechanism where you've already been pushed in one direction or the other on what you should create, what I would say is start small on the topic and build out maybe a basic report, a basic checklist, because you want to find out how attractive the topic is before you go deeper. Now, because I have this feedback loop established, I can actually go deeper on it right away. I, I can jump in. I can create something more robust than maybe just a simple checklist. Uh, I might present it interestingly as a checklist. Uh, just because checklists are very in vogue in terms of downloads, but it will go deeper on the consumption side. So if someone actually opens up the checklist, they're going to see it's not just one page of like, hey, you should do these strategies. It's going to talk about the what, how and why behind the strategies uh, within reason. Uh, you know, they're not going to be uh, it's not going to be a huge, gigantic course, but it will be an excellent um a uh, set of guides or a large guide to help any firm owner uh, move confidently in one direction or the other with their marketing, especially if they're missing one or more of these five core components. But getting back to how you use this in your firm, when you put out messaging, because not all of you are going to have downloads. That being said, I do think nearly every firm benefits from having some type of authority piece, some type of download, some type of offer that is outside of your very simple, uh, hey, call the firm, because not everyone is ready to make that commitment just yet, and it creates an opportunity to follow up with people, etc. But you want to create something that allows people to follow up. Let me use personal injury as an example. So imagine we have two potential reports that we can create. Uh, report number one is, let's say it's uh, how to negotiate with an insurance adjuster. And report number two is uh, how to buy the right car, the right amount of car insurance. But let's imagine both of them have a sexier title overall. You would be able to get more downloads on the buying car insurance piece, more than likely, because it's a need that everyone is going to have. And maybe it's, you know, how to evaluate the amount of car, how to look at your existing car insurance policy, including the 15 tips on how to get a better price, yada, yada. I like to yada, yada things. Always back to Seinfeld. Everything in life is back to Seinfeld. So that may get a lot more downloads, but who do you think is downloading that? Probably not someone who just got in a car accident. No, the person who just got in a car accident wants the more kinetic piece that is more applicable to their existing situation, something that they could go and use that 
they would need your help with next. And I do know that a lot of my coaching clients, when they come to me, do need help immediately. Like the first blush with them is, okay, I need help acquiring more clients and figuring out how to do it the right way and get the systems in place to support the growth. Oftentimes within a few sessions, we are talking a lot more about habits and how to be a high performer as they start installing the marketing systems. So we look at it and go, what's good for client acquisition? Well, if my objective is to get more coaching clients or at least get good buyers for me, and I know that that's an attractive topic and it's an area that people are looking for, I now know, okay, I'm not just attracting people on my list. I'm attracting people who will convert. That's the end objective of the marketing that you do. It is not... It's all about bringing people to you who are the right fit for your service, because then if they go through your service and you give them a wow experience, that's how you build a well-known and well-established brand in the market uh, that is known for what you do and the outcomes you generate. And that is a long-lasting, sustainable brand. But it begins by looking at this feedback loop that you can create in the marketplace and asking questions testing headlines, testing ideas, seeing what gets responses, and then looking carefully within your own database on, okay, among the people who gave those responses, who have actually worked with me? What? How close is the relationship with that individual? What are these subsets of data that inform the larger decision? Because if, in my case, if I had found out that uh, almost all of my existing clients wanted the high power habits report, I probably would have made the high power habits report my primary lead generation device, even if almost everyone else in the rest of the audience said they wanted the marketing piece, because what it looks like then is, oh, my ideal client wants the habits piece. Now, here's actually the interesting thing. So I love doing this verbal processing so that way you can hear the way that um, these these thoughts go on, because it's the same thing that happens during coaching, during a strategy day, uh, which, by the way, if you're interested in a strategy day, reach out to me, charlie at lawfirmalchemy.com, C-H-A-R-L-E-Y at lawfirmalchemy.com or fill out a contact form. Uh, so that way you can learn more about the strategy day uh, if they are available while you're listening to this. Uh But the next piece of processing here is, okay, if all of my existing clients want the habits piece, but all of the people on my list want the marketing piece, that actually may be an indicator I should do the marketing piece. Because what I'm probably looking at is people who get coached by me are good at installing the marketing systems and look to the next level of talking habits more often. Now, that's not the case because we tend to go back and forth and oftentimes high-level entrepreneurs especially law firm owners, are looking for ways to generate more clients. So we end up with that awesome balance here. But that is an example of how we would use absolutist data and see how there's almost a contrary view of it. Because if none of my existing clients want the habits thing, it could very well be because uh, or none of them want the marketing piece. It could be because they've gotten past that hurdle. So it would not be correct to make my lead generation the high power habits. But because I have this 50-50 split, I actually do see future value in talking about the high power habits as well, but that's not going to be my priority at launch. So it's the way that I'm thinking about marketing and the same way that you can think about marketing in your law firm. I know that this is particularly applicable to estate planning attorneys and probably family law attorneys as well. But truly, if you are criminal defense, if you are personal injury, if you are creating an offer for your firm, which again, everyone should have something to offer, 
that is not just a free consult. This is how you start to think about it, how you get away from topics that maybe you really want to talk about. I do love talking about high performance habits and focus on what is the market asking for? What is the gateway to entering the space that you curate and create without being selfish and saying, this is the only thing that I want to write about. That to me is, you know, I've talked about in past episodes, that to me is like a guru viewpoint. I'm just going to kind of pout and talk about what I want to talk about. Whereas a real leader is often thinking about what, what do the people need? What are they asking for? And I can deliver that to get them in the room where now I can talk to them about bigger, bolder ideas. Uh, but we start by addressing their needs first and then forging forward together. All right, I hope you appreciate this little bit of insight, this very practical test with a large enough uh, uh, set of stats to really be quite significant. And I'd be interested to know, how will you apply this idea to your own practice? Reach out to me on uh, one of the social platforms, in particular LinkedIn. I'm mostly active over there. Or shoot me an email, charlie, C-H-A-R-L-E-Y, at lawfirmalchemy.com, and I will see you in the next episode of They Don't Teach This in Law School.